Welcome to Notable Nashville Podcast, where we get to know the best local artists around town. I'm your host, Groove Dr. J. We've got Lance Whalen and Colette Cassette in studio today. They are the Blue Velvets. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, Lance, you hail from Kentucky, and Colette, you came all the way from Canada. I did. Um, what, What part of Kentucky were you from, Lance? I grew up in Lexington. Lexington? Yeah. And what about you, Colette? Well, um, I was born in Canada, but my parents are, you know, New Yorkers. My whole family is like New York. So you lived there for a while. Okay. Um, Yeah, I've lived. We moved constantly. I've never really lived anywhere more than three years. Wow. Yeah. Well, how did you guys end up meeting? You want to take that one? No, you do it. Me do it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, I, I moved here, you know, to continue doing music. I've been doing music like Lance since I was a teenager. Okay. And um, it was New Year's Eve, and I was just doing a road trip, and I stopped in to have a drink just because it was New Year's Eve, and Lance happened to be there. Wow. And uh, New Year's Eve celebration. We've been practically inseparable since we met. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, Lance, I know you started playing in bands at 16. Was it the same for you, Colette, or... Have you been doing music for a while? Yeah, I've been doing it since I was 16. I actually started on the guitar like Lance. Okay. And um, I can play a bunch of different things like Lance. Um, But I always wanted to do the drums. My dad was a drummer, so... Wow. So, Lance, do you write and play, or do you both kind of have a a hand in the writing process? Um, I do do the writing. Okay. um, And um, she helps me arrange the stuff okay so like lyrically and musically as well like as far as writing music um you know on a guitar like you do start with lyrics or what's your process like uh uh, well you know i i've done both i don't think it matters and that's a question that not only do people ask you in interviews but songwriters talk about to each other Mm -hmm. I don't, it's, uh, it's usually music first, but it really could go either way. Okay. Well, I really like your, your singing style. It kind of reminds me of like Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan, uh, kind of the old school feel and you got to like a gritty raspy rock and roll grown to you. I feel, um, what, what do you tell people when they ask you about your influences or what kind of influences your, your singing style? Um, well, uh, one th- I I, have, I say several things. <laughs> one, uh, a lot of times, if we've got one sentence, if we're if we're booking something, if we've got one sentence to get across the mm-hmm. the what the sound is like without anybody hearing it, uh, you know, I say that uh, it kind of sounds like Tom Waits fronting the White Stripes. Okay, um, yeah, I, I I hear that. Yeah, um, and you know. Uh, I also say my influences uh, have been Appalachian music and early blues and okay. life. Life experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really like the song Lorraine off your album. Um, can you give us a little preface of that, the story of this song before we give it a listen? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I don't really like to talk about what songs are about. Oh, really? You I, don't? Will, I will tell you the thing that made me want to, it's somewhat unrelated, but it's the thing that inspired me to 
okay to uh think about the song is that uh, i learned a, a song called lorena that was written in 1812 wow and uh i really liked it it's nothing like this song but uh when i was writing this song and not knowing where it, i mean it kind of kind of made me it was a synchronicity okay yeah kind of inspired you for that i think so it had some it had some weird connection to do with it but i can't i can't i can't say can't explain the story of it i guess that. all right well let's i don't i don't <laughs> i don't care what it was about to me i care what it's about to the person that listens to it exactly i i dig that well let's go ahead and uh listen to it you can you know conjure up your own meaning of the song here we go <laughs> Hey, my sweet 
right, that was Lorraine off of the EP, The Blue Velvets, self-titled track. Or not track, but album. Excuse me. Um, so, you play guitar, obviously, Lance, and I've, I've read that you play banjo. Is there a specific interest, instrument that you like to play most, or what uh, type of... I like to play piano the most. Okay. But I can't drag it around, so... Yeah, exactly. So, like, a electric, or like a keyboard, or mostly... No. Um, no, I, I, I despise keyboards. <laughs> um, not, well, I despise, no, let me, let me say, I, I despise keyboards that try to, that, that are supposed to sound like a piano. Mm -hmm. Like I think like an organ or like a crazy synthesizer that sounds really fake. Uh -huh. I think that's, that's fine. I like that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but I like, you know, a, you know, just a great big piano with 300, some odd strings in it all right well colette is that true that you didn't even know how to play the drums before joining this band that is true um i did always really really want to play the drums and you know i taught myself to play all the other instruments and it just never occurred to me why not just teach myself mm -hmm. and then um when i saw lance i really you know he usually would play by himself and i was just like oh this would be this really needs drums like mm -hmm. it really would just rock out with the drums and so I was like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna buy a, a Craigslist set and he was about to go on tour for a month okay. and I was just like you know just give me a chance I'll, I'll know when you, you get it, back and I just like continually well you seem to pick it up pretty this. quick I mean it sounds awesome on the record maybe it's in my blood yeah. I don't know if that if music is truly in your genes or not yeah but, you know yeah her dad is a, is a drummer my dad is drummer. like a virtuoso really on drums. so yeah kind of in the blood i guess he, but he, i've never learned anything from him though <laughs> <laughs> he didn't teach you how to play no and he would probably be uh he appalled wouldn't. by my playing <laughs> he, he wouldn't teach you right didn't he wouldn't ask him? yeah he uh refused to teach me when i was a kid like i wanted to learn and mm -hmm. uh i have a brother okay. and he, he wanted to teach my brother he wouldn't me. teach your brother, or, or he would. He he was wanted to teach oh, he my wanted brother. To. Yeah, I guess he thought girls shouldn't. Oh, that's play the interesting. Drums. Yeah, and my brother didn't want to learn, so he never <laughs> learned. So yeah. Huh. Well, uh, would you guys mind playing a? I you can play. You're you came prepared for a couple songs, so yeah. would you mind playing? What song are you gonna play for us first? Uh, we'll play. I'm on fire first. I'm on fire. Okay, cool. If you're happy, home feels like a coffin. 
I suggest that you step outside now We wouldn't want the neighbors to get suspicious And I think we got something to hide So take you a walk down to the courthouse It's a round trip about a country mile Do your best to act natural Yeah, to put on a great big smile So you'd never die Now don't you worry about the payback none, honey Cause I collect my interest By the by, you may want to turn your head now Cause sugar, I'm on fire I'm on I'm on awesome i love the banjo and the percussion that was really cool uh what, what's touring like with you guys do you get to play around the country a lot or yeah um we play out we play out of town a lot more than we play in town okay mm-hmm. um we travel as much as we can um we went on we you know we try to go on tour every once in a while and mm-hmm. we play the region regularly so okay a lot of Nashville dates. Do you have any Nashville shows coming up? I don't think we have anything in Nashville right no. now. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we 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 will. We'll set something up soon. We mm-hmm. play we play in Nashville every every three months or so. Usually, like so, but most of the time we're out on the road playing. And we try to do a tour. We want to do it every three months. So we're kind of setting up for the um, end of September, beginning of October. Okay. And um, awesome. we did just play at the Acme Feed and Seed, and that was awesome. Nice. I'm going there tonight, actually, to see a band called DNK. They're oh. kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a girl who raps and a, one of my friend who sings, and they just kind of play like hip-hop sort of stuff, oh, like pop cool. stuff. So yeah, that'll be it's, fun. A, it's, a, it's, it's a nice venue. Yeah, yeah. I like that place. Yeah. Um, so after reading up kind of about the origins of the Blue Velvets, did you know that that was a band, uh, John Fogarty? Was in? No. no. Somebody told somebody, somebody told, told us you that eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so we picked up the torch. I did once. Once somebody told me that, I was really upset about it. 
Really? And then they, I, I did some research on it, and it seems like they purposefully abandoned the name and changed it because there's something else it. well the label said we don't want oh, that name I changed see. the name and so i really do like that name so though the blue velvets yeah. <laughs> i've got a blue velvet yeah. um blazer that i really like <laughs> so it's like when i when we uh when i eat the biscuits out of the trash i got that i got the name <laughs> out of the trash no i i think Just, you guys you guys are the the true blue velvets it wasn't i don't think it was like a, a big van yeah no but uh, Colette, you were telling me you were off off the interview. You were saying people say some weird things to you guys. What what type of uh, what type of stuff do you get? Um, well, you know, I get you get all the regular stuff like oh that was great or that was good. But I like the things that are really odd. Um, uh, you know, one time uh, you know somebody said that I looked like. Jack White's wet dream come to life. <laughs> what? And uh, one time this guy, he, he came in from a halfway house and he was missing quite a lot of teeth. Mm. And I'm not making fun of the South, but this is how he sounded. He uh, came up to me and I thought it was going to be something nice. And he's like, they saying you ain't no good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that crackhead guy. This was at a show? This is uh, at a show. And um, he had wandered over from the half, halfway house. And uh, and then another time, the sound guy... It's funny, I think he... I'm sure he was trying to insult me about the way that I set up my drums. And he was like, oh, you have the anti-Buddy Rich set up. Yeah, you're like the anti-drummer or something. And he was... Kind of trying to be mean, but I like, liked oh, it. I was compliment? like, "Yeah, okay, I was like, you. yeah, the anti drummer. That sounds cool." Like, but, <laughs> and I don't think you know, uh, n- none of that stuff really bothers me. But uh-huh. it, it's it's all kind of funny. Um, I can't think if I've gotten any weird compliments or anything. Yeah, the the guy that said they saying you ain't no good. It was a a friend of his family member, and it was really was funny because his. His family member was like, I told you not to say that. <laughs> he was like, you're walking home now. <laughs> but, um, you know. Yeah. You get the the rude comments along with the good ones. But mm-hmm. I usually always like the weird, rude comments and find the humor. And I can totally laugh Yeah, you laugh just got to laugh myself. at yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. So. Yeah. Lance, you kind of have a uh, Elvis vibe to me. For some reason, you're wearing all black. I'll post a picture of you guys. I like to do the in-studio okay. picture. But, well, I don't know. Kind of Jack White. Jack White wears, wears a lot of black. But you have, like, a in one of your songs, you're saying, they say I ain't no Elvis or something like that. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> well, I have, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've been a big Elvis fan since I was, you know, a tiny kid. So Yeah. Um, People yell that at you all the time. Yeah, I get yelled at. <laughs> Actually, we were playing at downtown in Louisville, Kentucky, one time in the. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen. What's that show called? Um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, the guy, oh Game the of Thrones. Guy, I haven't the, watched that. Uh, that muscly, that muscly tribal. Rocky. Yeah, that guy. He he was there, <laughs> and he was like, "What did he say?" He said something like, "Elvis, we missed you, bro." <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but it was like, I was like, there's always one in every crowd. Yeah. 
My dad actually does a really mean Elvis impression. He's oh yeah. Uh, we were on a cruise ship and he did an Elvis song. Oh, everybody loved him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, our producer Gary on the show um, tells me that you collect frogs. Is that true? You're a frog collector. I wouldn't say I collect, collect them. But I wouldn't you... say I collect them. I mean, they're my pets. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess collect a... is kind of a weird <laughs> word. But you have a pet, uh, a frog pet. Yeah, it's an, well, it's an obsession. He'd never turn down one if you offered it to him. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I've, I've done a few frogs, a rest, I've done a few, you know, frog rescue type situations and I've got some of my own and then I've got, I, I've had, I've had some that, you know, was, were given to me. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, I got one time I got a giant bullfrog. I quarantined it for 90 days to make sure it wasn't sick and then I set it free, but oh. I got this giant bullfrog that came some people from sweden came to a pet store over here and they needed a frog a big frog for a mattress commercial and so the guys knew i had a lot of big frogs at the, mm-hmm. at the pet store and they called me up and they said uh yeah these guys want to rent one of your frogs for a hundred bucks for two hours and i was like no i don't want to stress my frog i'm not out. a frog rental uh, i don't place. rent frogs <laughs> <laughs> so they bought a frog from a frog legs farm and then they used the frog, and then they were like, well, we're flying back to Sweden. We don't want to, like, kill this frog. So they gave it to the pet store, and the pet store tried to feed it to the alligators. And the alligators, for they did, they either didn't catch it or they weren't mm-hmm. hungry. So after a week, they were like, well, we got to get rid of this frog. Somebody call Lance. So, uh, <laughs> so you took over and <laughs> yeah, the so, frog. Yeah, he was interesting. He was kind of, a, you know more he was a, a little bit of a celebrity having been in a mattress commercial mm-hmm. well how many frogs do you have or do you set them free after you take care well, of them only if they're only if they are they're native and oh, you okay. have to be careful you got to make sure they're absolutely disease free so if you are going to set a frog you have to like quarantine it for oh, 90 days at least and wear gloves if you have to get in there and do anything and make sure you don't cross contaminate the food oh. or you got to have them separate food from the rest of the animals because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to infect a pop a natural population. Well, that's so, really unique. I've never heard of anybody having. Well, I kind of had a pet frog like that I collected from a creek, but it didn't last that long. It was, you know, those little tiny ones that you that well that you find in like little minnows and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean. That was as a small kid, but well, the funny thing is, is that they're you know they're usually kind of like a a, a pet that kids want to have, but it's it's complicated to take care of them. Mm-hmm. They need like a certain temperature and humidity oh, range, yeah. and they're kind of fragile and kind of a you know, I got a frog vet and everything. Really? He'll yeah he'll do X rays and blood work and wow that's crazy. That this I, isn't the frog podcast. <laughs> no, I wanted I wanted to find out about it though. I thought that was interesting. Oh well, thanks. Well, yeah. I, I love talking about it. So. Well, cool. Well, um, frogs aside, let's hear another song. What are you guys gonna play next? All right. Well, we figure we'll we'll play a diff something of a completely different mood than the stuff that that's it's on the EP been displayed already. So. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, what, what's Rue it called? Rue the day. Rue the day. All right. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was awesome. Colette had that mini piano, too. What do you call that thing? Is it just like a... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's just a mini piano. Mini piano? Yeah. Well, that sounded really good, guys. Um, thanks so much for being on Notable Nashville. We really enjoyed it here. Um, do you guys... How do, how do we find your music? 
what's you guys have a website yeah and thanks for having us uh we have a website it's the blue velvets.com the blue velvets.com um you can find it on there you can find our new release on sound stamp okay sound stamp and uh, you know we are check out our calendar we've got we've got some shows coming up in uh, louisville cincinnati and we might we might be playing at the east room on august the 3rd as well so just check our uh Okay. Check our bluevelvets.com for all that kind of jazz. All right, guys. Well, awesome. This is Notable Nashville Podcast. Thanks for joining us. At this part of the podcast, we like to invite our producer, Gary Brannigan, in the house for Gary's Pick of the Week. What do you got for us this week, Gary? This week, we're going to hear a song by Sex called Hangover from Hell. All right, here we go.
Thanks for listening to Notable Nashville Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Notable underscore Nash, like us on Facebook, and keep up with in-studio pictures on Instagram. A special thanks to Ken Fritz of General Joystick for writing our theme song. Also, a big thanks to the Blue Velvets for coming by and playing two amazing songs in studio. If you are an artist inquiring about joining us on the show, please visit NotableNashville.com. Contents of Notable Nashville produced by Jordan Johansson and Gary Brannigan. 